touchdown, spinning. Look at the uh, job to create space. Put it in the book and send that young man to the line. Boy, is he fun to watch. Three fifty-one. Tony Allen slapped away by Carly Stein to the floor. He dives. What an effort! Collison, the lob. Oh, beautiful basketball by the King. Richardson changing directions and getting to the basket and scoring. How about the rookie Malachi Richards? You're now listening to the King's Court on Dash Radio, presented by SackKingsNation.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the King's Court here on Dash Radio. I'm your host, Vince Miracle, and joining me this week and for the foreseeable future, returning to the show, stand-up comedian, hardcore Kings fan, and as well as a you know NBA head nerd, Mr. Josh Means. Josh, what's going on? How's it going, Vince? Glad to be back. Uh, you you mentioned I'm a huge Kings fan, so it's always going to be fun to talk about the Kings here on Dash Radio. Yeah, man. I think I think with. With what you and and Joe's going to be coming on the show too uh, throughout the time, and there's going to be shows where you know Josh and Joe are going to be taking over the show for me, and we'll talk about the news about that. You know, probably at the end of the show about what's going on with more Sack Kings Nation and and Dash Radio and and stuff that I got going on. But uh, yeah, man, I think with your takes of how you look at the game as well as how I look at the game, more from like the writing side of it all, you looking at more of like how how they're moving on the floor. I think you're more of like that movement. Uh, and saying where players should be, and you can see certain things that I don't see, and then Joe, that fandom, that you know, this is what people should be seeing. This is what's coming from the streets because he, he, you know, he loves talking to the people. I think the mixture of the three of us here on this show, I think it's gonna be something amazing. I'm glad to have you back, man. So this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a fun season for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think we've got a good mix of personalities here. It's gonna it's gonna be a fun year for for us and for the fans. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I and, and look, this is a big a big reason why I had to bring you back, Josh, just because recently I did a thing where I told people, you know, leave reviews, I'll give out a T-shirt, and I did that, and it was amazing. But one of the reviews said that uh, myself and whoever is like my co-host, whether it was you or Joe, like it says in their co-hosts, they always try to be funny, and sometimes they hit, and most times they don't. That was part of the review. Like that was like on the podcast review. So I had to bring up a stand-up comedian to at least make someone think. Somebody's funny, so Josh, I needed you, and you're here, and I appreciate it again. So thank you. Uh, but let's talk. Let's start talking about this Kings because we only got an hour here. Uh, the rules are getting a little bit stricter, you know. Here on nothing but the nothing but net station, you know, we're starting to get more shows, more content coming out, and uh, you know, they they really want us to be compact in our hour and just really get everything in here. So let's start talking about this young Kings team that has brought a lot of excitement to fans. Like I feel like fans right now are in a point where they don't know what they should believe in because this is I don't think they thought this would happen. I don't think they thought, you know, De'Aaron Fox would be, you know, twenty one and ten against OKC. We're doing the show on Sunday night after the Kings just got their first one of the season. I didn't think they were gonna I I don't think fans out there are gonna see that from a guy in De'Aaron Fox. I don't think we any of us would expect to see Marvin Bagley get a career high early on against Anthony Davis in New Orleans on the road. And then on top of that, to get the first win against OKC on the road, 
you know, in moments where, you know, they had a, a, a 20-point lead at one point, to see that lead go down to about three with a few minutes left to go in the fourth, they they held on tight, they finished it off, and they ran plays that made sense. Josh, is this a team that's going to maybe exceed people's expectations this year? I mean, yeah, they're definitely going to exceed expectations, but that's just because the expectations were so low. You heard all summer long how they needed to change the pace, they needed to push the ball up, and everybody was kind of skeptical. You know, Dave Yeager brought in the vets last year, and they got a lot more run than most of the fans probably hoped. Um, so to see this year that they're actually coming out, they're second in the NBA right now after three games. They're second in pace and a top-ten offense, which nobody foresaw. Right, and, you know, I, I think you have to give a lot of the credit to, you know, a, a lot of pressure has been put on to Dave Yeager, and to see what he has done with changing up that offense, basically coming out early and saying, these guys like Costa Kufis and Zach Randolph, they're not going to see a lot of minutes. There's too many young, talented players on this team, and we have to figure out what we have. So we're going to run, which no one actually believed. Everyone's, every team says they're going to start running faster, but for the Kings to actually be doing it and – for them to look good doing it, I think, is a huge credit to Dave Yeager and understanding what he has. And I also think it becomes uh, a, a huge uh, sign to what they have in De'Aaron Fox because De'Aaron Fox is proving to be that franchise centerpiece. He is very vocal on the floor. You see it whether you're watching on the games or if you're there. Um, they go to him in the fourth quarter. He wants to take those big shots, but he knows when to pass like today. You know, gets a screen, has the ball at the top. This is a must-needed basket with minutes to go in the game, only up by six. To find Buddy Heald open on a cross-court pass for a corner three was, again, it's something that I posted about on Twitter. The Kings are performing smart plays in the clutch. And I don't remember the last time I can say that. So, I mean, I think you have to credit both Dave Yeager and the work that he's put in with this young team. And then also, you know, the work ethic of De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heal. These guys, you, you heard a lot about these guys working out. To see them come in already and doing this, I, I, I think it's amazing. Who has been your biggest standout, though, Josh? Like, what do you credit as uh, a big part of not necessarily their success with only one win, but I guess the success of the system that they're running? Well, you mentioned De'Aaron Fox, who I had as our go-to player from the start of the season. You know, everything kind of relied on how he could carry this offense if he was going to use that speed. But the player that stood out to me the most so far has been Willie Cauley-Stein. That first game against Utah, uh, all three games so far against playoff teams, and the Kings have put up major points on the board they've also given up a lot that's another story (laughs) willie collie stein went right at rudy gobert that first game he wasn't scared reigning defensive player of the year the man is an animal 7-2 with like a 7-8 wingspan rudy gobert is ridiculous and willie collie stein was putting a shoulder into him hitting these little baby jump hooks and just showed the type of game that you really want to see from him. And now I think him playing with the athleticism that he has, 
next to De'Aaron Fox in the open court system that they're trying to run right now is really going to open up the game for him even more. The one problem I have with Willie Cauley-Stein right now, and that's not necessarily a problem, it's just something that, that I want to see more of because, you know, this was a summer where heading into this season he started talking about the money and then having to clarify what he meant about certain statements in the beginning. And, you know, he's just ready to, to, to become that player that earns that check like everybody else that, that did in his draft class. I I want to see more shot blocking. I think the defense has been there at most times, but he's not doing what has been key for him, which is, being that, I, I mean, there's times where you, you see him, you know, not lost, but slow to react on help side to get that block or to really just make his presence known. I feel like a guy like Rudy Gobert, Clint Capella, uh, even a guy like JaVale McGee, who's on the Lakers, they make their presence known around the rim. And as much as I think Willie Cauley-Stein is a, a good defender, especially in that pick and roll, the fact that he can switch and, and guard a one through five with those quick feet. I, don't get me wrong. I think he's top probably top three bigs to in the in the pick and roll uh to, to defend the pick and roll i i just i don't think he's protecting the rim as much as he should and i i still want to see that rebounding go up only seven rebounds and i believe all three games uh yeah seven rebounds all three games i want to see that get up a little bit more especially when you don't have a marvin bagley or a harry giles next to you and you have a guy in Bielita who's a stretch four who should be probably running down the floor streaking and getting that catch-and-shoot opportunity, I want to see Willie Cauley-Stein really dominate that post area on both sides of the ball and especially cleaning up that glass. That's that's the only thing I really want to see uh, from, from Willie Cauley-Stein just a little bit more because I feel like that's the only place he's been lacking. Uh, Vince, you're too much of a fantasy guy. Everybody's always got to get their numbers up for you. I think Willie... As long as he can stay in the right place defensively, he doesn't need to get the block. If he can alter the shots and get in the right position so that he can get those rebound numbers up, I'm all for that. I feel like so many times last year he was trying to go for the block because he knew he could catch up to somebody. He knew he has that rare athleticism where he can get up and get the ball, but that put him out of space or the drop-off pass to his man, or the offensive rebound and putback from his guy. I saw that happen so much last year that if he doesn't ever block a ball again, but he boxes out, I'm all for it. See, again, I, it's not about the fantasy stats. I mean, it's more of, it's not about getting about getting more block. I, I guess it is, but it's more about making that presence known. When I see Willie Cauley-Stein down there, I don't really necessarily think, oh, our rim is protected because he's down there. When there's a JaVale McGee, when there's a Clint Capella, when there's that Rudy Gobert, which I feel like Willie Cauley-Stein has the defensive instincts to be a rim protector, especially with his size and athleticism, I just feel like he doesn't utilize that. And again, I think there's there's been multiple times in all three games where you've seen him be late on help side D to come over there and, and block that shot or at least change a shot and alter a shot and make it just a little bit more difficult. Now, don't get me wrong. I've seen great plays from him, especially in that Utah game where he switched and I believe was guarding Joe Ingles and got a block. And, and the ball went the King's way. I, th- I thought that was great. Again, in the pick and roll and in certain situations one-on-one, I think Willie Cauley-Stein has shown to be a good defender. It's more about being a help side defender, making his presence known down in the post. And again, I think those boards should be going up because I think if his boards can go up, 
I think that means the transition game becomes a lot faster. And if if this Kings team can stay calm and look organized while moving this fast, especially with a guy in De'Aaron Fox who just moves faster than anybody I've ever seen on the court, maybe other than John Wall and Westbrook, I think this this team could be something that you're, you're going to have to keep your eye on in the future. But again, it, it keeps coming to the development of these, these young players. I think a lot of them know this is the year they have to start making change, and it starts, I think, with Willie Cauley-Stein being the number one person that has to show, hey, I'm ready to take that step because they're going to need someone down there now that DeMarcus Cousins is gone. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Somebody's going to need to rebound the basketball because the defense is so poor that if you get a stop, you better get the rebound too. You don't want to give any team a second chance when you can't protect the rim as it is. Yeah, this defense has been terrible. I mean, a loss to Utah giving up 123 points, a loss to the Pelicans with 149, and the Kings needed to score 131 points but still gave up 120 to OKC today. I mean, that is... That is one of those things where the defense definitely has to start stepping up. And again, I think an anchor of that defense should be Willie Cauley-Stein because of, again, his athleticism, his length. And what was he known for coming out of college? Being a defensive stopper. I think he has it in him, and I want to see him take that next step. But now, Josh, I want to talk to you about a player that I think everyone is keeping their eye on very closely, and that's the rookie Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley has had himself... Quite the uh, quite the night, the last two nights, actually. Uh, against the Pelicans, against Anthony Davis and Julius Randle, 33 minutes, the man scores 19 points, grabs 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, and a block with only 1 turnover. He also goes 5 of 6 from the free throw line. That's 83%, people. That looked nice. And then, again, against OKC, he gets 23 minutes, 10 minutes less, that's a, 10 minutes less than the night before. Still scores 13 points and grabs 7 rebounds and also gets a steal. He did have some turnover problems. Again, going up against a guy like Steven Adams. And like you said, playoff caliber team. These are all been playoff teams that they've been facing these first three games. And even their next game against Denver, we'll get to that in a little bit. That's going to be a tough game as well on the road. Uh, I, I think you have seen a nice little glimmer of what he could be. What have been your early thoughts of Marvin Bagley? I'm a huge fan. Uh, a I huge fan, you said. Huge fan. Okay. Uh, and I wasn't at first. When we first drafted him, I was skeptical. I'm sure you know who I wanted. Um, he who must not be named. Doncic. But Marvin <laughs> Bagley has he's proven to me that he can be a capable scorer and. Uh, amazing rebounder. We were just talking about somebody's going to need to rebound the basketball. He goes after it. Last night or last game against the Pelicans, Anthony Davis and Randall are on the floor, and Marvin Bagley's the one coming up with the tough rebounds. That was something I noticed. And then another thing that's going to be huge for the Kings going forward is his ability to draw fouls because. He's got the moves down low. He's super quick, athletic, still really young, learning the game. But he just finds a way to create contact and play through it, 
he had a big end one tonight at the Thunder. As long as he can keep making the free throws, we'll be all right. You brought up my next point about this guy. I mean, another reason why I like him is he is getting contact. He is drawing the foul. Six free throws in both of his in both of his last two games. Six free throws. One with 23 minutes and one with 33 minutes. And then even in in, in the in the game uh, against the Utah Jazz, where he only played 12 minutes, and everyone was freaking out about Jaeger's rotation, how a number two pick had only played 12 minutes. The guy still put up numbers. He put six points, five rebounds in 12 minutes. I think, you know, for I've been, I've been hard on the pick. I've been hard on Marvin Bagley about saying, you know, he could be something good, but I don't. There's going to be a lot of expectation on him, and there's going to be a lot of comparison between him and Luka Doncic, and you know what the Kings could have had at that position, and you know I, I think if he can continue on this trend where he's getting to the foul line six times a game, or maybe even just four times a game since he's a rookie, drop it down a little bit, give him some love, uh, you know, still grabbing up five to seven rebounds per game and getting to double-digit points, the thing I want to see is just continued defensive growth. I think offensively, we already know this. He has the potential to be something, but I want to see what he can do defensively. There's still times where you know the opposition's just attacking him. They just know he's going to be someone that you can attack. He's still thin. He still needs to work on his body. But again, I think you're seeing energy there. I think you're seeing a lot of effort there. I think you're seeing a guy who wants to be, you know, worthy of this number two pick and knows the 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 word is that, you know, Luka Doncic was everyone's favorite pick. I think he knows that. And I think he thinks he has something to prove. And I, I think he's ready to prove it by the last two games and what we've seen and how he's playing. And it's it's never anything that's rushed. It's always within the system. And and, I, and I've really been enjoying what Marvin Bagley is doing. Again, I'm not going to jump on that train just yet. Like I know a lot of people are. Look, Josh, you're already saying you're in love with the guy. But I, I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna hold off a little bit longer and just see what he can do. He's got a tough task the next three games. You got Denver's Jokic, you got Memphis's Marcus Saul, and then you got Washington with potentially Dwight Howard down there. So he's got a lot of work he's gonna be able to do and a lot of big men he's gonna have to go up against. But it's been nice to see what he can do against these playoff caliber teams for sure. Yeah, I really like uh he had one play against Julius Randle where Julius was just bullying him down low, and then he stayed there. He got the block, and he's he's also been attacked relentlessly when he's been on the floor. But, I mean, you see the flashes of he could be like Willie Cauley-Stein, somebody that can guard one through five. I want to see more of him playing with Willie and playing with De'Aaron Fox. I think those three together with their speed and athleticism can get buckets any any possession. But you think There's you think so- Marvin Bagley can guard one through five like Willie Collins? I mean, like, let's, I don't know. I mean, I, that's that's that that's that's pretty big I'm statement saying, right there. I'm not saying right now. I'm saying you can see the end game. How he can switch out. He has the athleticism to stick with the quicker point guards. And then he has the size, the energy, the hustle to stick with the Julius Randle's a four, a five, whatever you want to call him. He was sticking with him. He was going at Steven Adams. You can just see him going up against the different versatile players. 
not necessarily right now, this instant, you want to put him out against Chris Paul and James Harden. But if they get, uh, if they play that switch defense and he ends up on Steph Curry, you'd feel all right with it. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely have to see what he can do. I love the effort that he's bringing. I think he's, Again, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna prove to be something here. And and hey, best case is is, is this guy turns into be something special. You, I think you're seeing something special in De'Aaron Fox. And I think we're not giving enough love to Buddy Heald and the work that he's putting in. He's knocking down open shots. This guy is hustling everywhere. I think Heald is becoming one of those players when he shoots it, you just think it's going in. Like if you don't see him at practice and and things like that, and, and and multiple people that I talk to, they're just like, yeah, every time he shoots it, it basically just goes in. You're you're seeing that now. You're seeing that right now through this early portion of the season. He's shooting fifty five point two percent from the field, knocking down two three pointers in a game, averaging eighteen points, four rebounds, two assists, a half a steal, and a block. And then tonight, I mean, this isn't even counting tonight's stats where he shot 54.5% against a guy like Paul George and Russell Westbrook and that and that defensive backcourt that they could have right there. But, you know, 17 points, two three-pointers, five rebounds, and two assists with only two turnovers. Buddy Heald is playing smart basketball. He knows his game. You're seeing him, you know, create shots off the dribble, off the pass, and then cutting to the basket with, you know, uh, giving goes. Like, I'm seeing a lot of versatility from Buddy Heald offensively, which I love. And then I think defensively, he has taken what he found at the end of last season where he was starting to grab a lot of steals off inbounds and getting his hands on the ball. I think you're seeing that right now, and I think Buddy Heald is again going to be a piece where he's going I I'll say right now Buddy Heald is going to be the the starting shooting guard for this Kings team for a long time. I think Vivek's fallen in love with him and you fell in love with him before he was even drafted and traded to here. I think that he is developing strong and he's going to be the starting shooting guard for the Sacramento Kings for a long time. I'm I'm putting it out there. I'm very high on both Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox. It's going to be a backcourt where you you never know. Could it be the next John Wall Beal? I'm not saying that it will be. But it, I'm Josh. I'm, you can see the similarity. I'm, I'm seeing it and I'm loving it. I'm saying it right now. I'm seeing it and I'm loving it. I love Bogdanovich when he gets in there. I mean, this Kings team is is inspiring Sacramento and it's inspiring me watching them right lately. I love what they're doing with their offense right now. I'm not. I'm yeah, not I'm right not. now though. It's, it's too small of a sample size to say I'm fully on love with the team again. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're three games in. <laughs> One and two, and we've given up like 400 combined points in those three. <laughs> but I agree with you. I I mean, you see the flashes with Buddy Hield. We've seen the the growth in the years he's been here so far. You, I think he's one of the biggest benefactors of Dave Yeager's system this year. They're running a lot more pick and rolls. He's showing what he can do off the bounce. He's made a lot more plays for others. I think you'll see that go up even more throughout the year as he gets more comfortable during the game rather than just, you know, running the pick and rolls in practice. He's actually getting game time reps with that now. And like you said, he's knocking down every shot. Whether he's covered or wide open, I expect it to go in and it's been a while since the Kings have had a player like that on their team. It's maybe Paisley. Yeah, for sure. Someone that can just knock down shots. I mean, they thought it was going to be Jimmer. They thought it was going to be Stauskas. 
who had a big game in Portland and just probably revitalized his career in Portland if he can continue on that hot play that he did against the Lakers. But, uh, yeah, I think they, they might have found their guy in Buddy Heald. So, Josh, at this point of the show, we're halfway through it here. I think I'm going to pause, go to a commercial break, and when we get back, it's Kingswick time. Are you an avid DFS player? Maybe you're new to the fantasy world and you want help on the game. No matter your level, FanCaveDFS.com has all the information you need to get a leg up on the competition and start winning big money today. Become a premium member at FanCaveDFS and gain exclusive access to pro charts, open forums between you and FanCave's pro writers, and so much more. Become a premium member now and let FanCaveDFS.com help make you a winner. All right, Josh, the Sacramento Kings have three games this week. Again, I mentioned it earlier, you have Memphis, you have Denver, you have the Washington Wizards. Those are three strong opponents, so let's hop on to DeLorean, go back to the future, and give the people what they want. That's right, everybody. I said it. It's Kings Week time. Give the people what they want. Back to the future. And here we go. All right, Josh, the first team we have up comes on October 23rd. The Sacramento Kings are traveling to the Mile High City to go up against the Denver Nuggets, who came off a big win today against the Golden State Warriors with a shot block on, I believe, Kevin Looney from Wancho Hernan Gomez. That was a big block. So the Kings are traveling to the Mile High City to take on a team that is ranked right now 14th in offensive efficiency and number one in defensive efficiency, holding teams to under 100 points in all three of their first three games. Josh, they have a guy, Nikola Jokic. They have a strong backcourt in Jamal Murray and Gary Harris. I'm not sure if Will Barton is going to be there, so I'm not going to say his name just yet. He had a hard fall. He's going to be reexamined. His, his, uh, his time to return is still unknown right now, but... Again, they they have that three where it could be, you know, Wancho Hernan Gomez. It could be a Tory Craig who started for them tonight. But then at the four, they also have Paul Millsap. I think this is going to be a big game for our young bigs to see what they can do. And it has to be a strong game from Willie Collins tonight because he's going to have his hands full with Nikola Jokic. What are your thoughts about this matchup against the Denver Nuggets? The Nuggets have one of the most unique teams in the league. A lot of that has to do with Jokic. Uh, he just put up a 35-11-12 triple-double the other night without any shot. And most of the shots he took were he took like two or three deep threes. And, I mean, he's just one of those players that makes the right plays every time. And it's tough to go up against a guy like that. We definitely need Willie Cauley-Stein to step up. Terry Giles and Marvin Bagley are going to see minutes. Um, you, we'll probably see a lot of foul trouble again. <laughs> and another, Bielitsa is going to have his hands full. Paul Millsap has been has been phenomenal so far this year. He's been fun to watch. The backcourt, like you said, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, they're just they're studs at the one and two position. They can both shoot. They can both make plays off the bounce. It's gonna that one's gonna be a tough one for the Kings. That's probably gonna be the most high scoring game of the season. If I had to put some money on it, that'd be how I go. 
That would be you. You you would you would say that that's the upset? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I'm saying take the over. Oh, take the over on the points. Take the over on the points. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, like you, I, you said it best. It's going to be one of those games where the Kings are going to have to try and stay out of foul trouble for sure. I think that big body of Jokic, that big body of Millsap, and then off the bench you still have Mason Plumley coming in there and banging down low and his passes from the big man spot. I think you're right. This team is so unique because they don't necessarily have a – point guard that is a distributor and you know whips that ball around and, and gets you a ton of assists by getting everybody involved they have a definitely a motion offense that runs through their big man and their big man is their point guard like that that's what's crazy you have a catch and shoot shooter in Jamal Murray who can also get buckets off the bounce and then Gary Harris who's one of my favorite young players on both ends of the floor and he, and he knocks down shots offensively and is one of the best cutters uh, just because of his size and the way he's able to get to the basket he's so fun to watch and then to see Paul Millsap still doing it in, in his early 30s and just his athleticism at his age and the defensive presence that he brings and still knocking it down from all three levels of the floor I mean this this is definitely a game where I'm uh, this the, this Kings team could be looking at another Pelicans game where they're just getting blown out early but before we get to our predictions then uh since since I I mean I'm glad you didn't actually give yours uh who is your matchup of the game Josh? Uh, my matchup of the game is going to be Darren Fox and Jamal Murray. Hmm. I, I know a lot of guys will be on Jokic and Kali Stein just because Jokic is their star player but Jamal Murray's going to have his hands full as well. De'Aaron Fox has been a blur on the court this season. The shot looks better. He looks more comfortable running the pick and roll. Him and Willie Cauley-Stein have fantastic chemistry. And that Nuggets defense, I mean, they haven't given up 100 points yet this season, but they were not known for their defense last year. And maybe this Kings team can be the one to break that to break their 100-point uh, streak this month or maybe, this season. Maybe that, that'd be a – I think if they can cross 100 points on the Nuggets and keep it relatively close all the way until the fourth quarter, I think that would be a win for them. But I think this Nuggets team is coming out with something to prove. Like, hey, you know, we didn't make it last year. Uh, you know, we, we battled through the injuries from Paul Millsap not being in our lineup for a while, and they lost their playoff spot in the very last game of the season against the Minnesota Timberwolves, which is a, a classic game. If you haven't seen that game, you can watch it, and you, you'd still be entertained. That was such a good game. Uh, but for me, I, I – I think the obvious one is right. You're right. I think it's Willie Colley Stein and Nikola Jokic. That's the line that that's the matchup you have to keep your eye on. That's the matchup that will dictate how this game is gonna go. Uh for the most part, at least offensively for for the Nuggets and to see if the Kings can keep up. If the Kings are gonna keep up, it's gonna be on Willie Colley Stein slowing down that that crazy good big man in the Joker. But if you wanna go away from that like like you did, I think I'm gonna go to the other guy. I think I'm gonna go against Buddy Heald against Gary Harris, who again I'll mention it, one of the best slashers in the game can catch and shoot especially when he gets in that corner I don't know how he gets there wide open every time but he does Jokic finds him and he can knock it down on both corners for three uh, again he's fast very good de- defensive player so Buddy Hill's gonna have his hands full on both sides of the floor and, and is he up for the task we'll see but I, I think you're right the the big three of this team has been Fox healed and Willie Cauley-Stein and I think they're gonna have to you know be on their a game when they go up against Denver uh, on, on the 23rd now, with our matchups out of the way, we've broken down the game. Josh, who do you have winning this one? 
Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with the Denver Nuggets winning this one. The Denver Nuggets winning this game. I will go ahead and agree with you. I think. Okay, here, here, let me ask you this: Are the Kings within? T- do the Kings lose within ten? I I can see it happening that way. It it all depends on if their shots are falling. Um, Iman Shumpert came in, hit a few threes tonight. If him or Justin Jackson can hit some threes along with Buddy Heald and, you know, the good play from De'Aaron Fox and Willie Cauley-Stein, then I could see it being a close game down the stretch, much like that Utah game. Uh, If not, if they have a cold third quarter, as they were known to do last year, I could see it turning into a blowout quickly like the Pelicans game. Yeah. I see a lot of games for the Kings this year going one of those two ways. I mean, they're in Denver. You know, Denver's, you know, showing that they're, again, a defensive presence of being the number one defense in the league right now. I think this is going to be a game where you look at the odds and they're, they're going to say the Kings are 11-point underdogs, and I think I think the Denver Nuggets are going to beat them more than that. I think it's going to be a blowout, unfortunately. Hopefully I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because these games have been entertaining. Even the Pelicans game was entertaining before it became a blowout, to be honest. I was entertained. But all right, let's move on here, Josh. Let's move on to game two. And game two is probably the the game that everyone thinks the Kings have the best chance of winning. They are returning home from their three-game road trip to face off against the Memphis Grizzlies, who are currently ranked 24th in the NBA in offensive efficiency and are ranked 22nd in defensive efficiency, which is pretty surprising for a team that has been known for the grit and grind defense and bang it down low type of uh, type of team. They are not that team anymore. The, le- the only two left standing is Marcus All and Mike Conley. And yes, those two are expected to play in this game in Sacramento. Whew. Ah, man, this matchup, again, I, I it's going to come down to the 1-2 of Willie Cauley-Stein and Darren Fox for sure, but I, I think the Kings can win this game. And they don't really play great against Memphis, but I think this is a, this could be a game for them right here. They move faster than them. They, they just look like they're a team that's ready to take advantage of a guy like, you know, Marcus Saul, who maybe not might, might not keep up with the speed, and a Mike Conley who probably doesn't have his NBA legs yet, or just yet, being that he's coming back from injury. So, Josh, what do you think about this matchup? I definitely foresee it as the most winnable matchup of the week. Um, just like you said, Marcus All and Mike Conley, while they're great perennial all-star type players, they are still coming off pretty big injuries, season-ending injuries. So, it's the time to attack. I mean, if Mike Conley isn't at 100% speed, then there's no way he can catch up to De'Aaron Fox at 100% speed. And same goes for Mark Gasol and Willie Cauley-Stein. Mark is a lot more skilled, and it's different for big guys. But, man, if he can't keep up with Willie Cauley-Stein, then the Kings have a great shot at winning this game. I think another big matchup will be Buddy Heald against the former King, Garrett Temple. Yeah, he just had, I think he was either 26 or 28 points the other night in a big win for them. And 
he he's going to know better than anybody how Buddy Heels plays. He's a great defensive player, and we'll need somebody to score. And if he can shut down Buddy Heels, somebody else is going to have to step up. Yeah, for sure. I, I completely agree. I think that Garrett Temple versus Buddy Heald matchup is going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, but but I think I think you're you and I are both right about the pace of this game. The Kings are going to have to utilize their speed against this slow Memphis team. As of right now, the, the Sacramento Kings, and I think you said it at the top of the show, are currently the third fastest team in pace according to ESPN at 109.9. They're behind the Los Angeles Lakers at 113.2 and the Atlanta Hawks at uh 111 or, or sorry 11 uh, 112.6 they're ahead of Houston they're ahead of Chicago they're ahead of all these other teams right now in pace Memphis is down in 26 at 103 the Kings have to utilize their 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 young legs the way they're playing this game they have to dictate the pace of this game and I think that's what will will turn the game in their favor. And I think the matchup for me, and I'm just going to go straight to the, the matchup of the game. My matchup of the game, Josh, is going to be Jaron Jackson Jr. going up against Marvin Bagley. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be receiving a ton more minutes now that Jermichael Green recently just broke his jaw. Uh, this, 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 this kid is capable of blocking shots, knocking down three-pointers, uh, putting his back to the basket, mid-range shots off catch and shoots. He's looking like a stud out there in Memphis, and most of you guys might not be able to see him because he's playing in Memphis, but I've watched him play in two games, and in both those games he has looked amazing. I'm excited to see him in Sacramento going up against Marvin Bagley, and that's going to be my my, my uh, matchup of the game. Who's yours? That's a great matchup to watch. A lot of people, a lot of people thought Grant Jackson might be the steal of the draft. And I, he still he might be. Uh, Memphis got a good one for sure. But I'm going to have to go with my matchup of the week or matchup of the game being Marcus Gasol and Willie Cauley Stein. It's, it's going to come down to if Willie can slow down Marcus Gasol and, you know, get those rebounds, outlet, get the pace going, beat his man up the floor. This Kings team has a chance to get not just their first win, but I can see them blowing out Memphis if they really push the pace. The way Memphis has been playing, I mean, they added Kyle Anderson, whose nickname is Slow Mo. <laughs> He's a great player. But if they can't keep up with any of the young Kings, as long as the Kings aren't making a bunch of turnovers, it should be all right. They're also starting a guy in Chandler Parsons, who I'd. I was surprised that he could still play. I'll just, I'll just put. He's making so much money. I didn't, didn't even know he could still play basketball anymore. It has been a long time since we have seen that man on the floor. Uh, anyways, Josh, we have went through the map. What was that? It's just Chandler Parsons is Justin Jackson with a better haircut. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. Chandler Chandler Parsons is one of those guys that everyone says he gets all the ladies in the NBA. Like, remember that was the thing when he was in Dallas. And in Houston, he was one of those guys that were like taking like cologne pictures, and everyone was saying, "Oh yeah, that's the guy that gets gets other players to go there because he knows the scenes and stuff like that." That that's so funny that Chandler Parsons is known as that guy. Anyways, we went through our matchups. Then Memphis. <laughs> yeah, we we went through the matchups. Uh, we 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 went. Uh, we've been, uh, analyzed this game and how we think it's gonna go. 
Uh, who do you think wins this game in Sacramento? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Kings. I I haven't seen enough from Mike Conley and Marcus Saul yet to put that back as fully healthy. If they were, if I did consider them fully healthy, I would probably lean towards Memphis. But right now I'm going to go with the Kings. They've been, they've been scoring a lot, and Memphis isn't that type of team. All right, Josh. This is going to have to be our game of the week. Josh, this is going to be our game of the week because I feel like we're going to be the same on our next game, which is against the Washington Wizards. And so this is this is where we're going to be opposite this week. And uh, I, th- I think Memphis will be taking this game. I think it's going to be a grit and grind game. I'm, I'm ready to see this. I think I think this is a team where, where the Sacramento Kings are going to feel like, yeah, we have the advantage. This is a team where we should be the favorites on. But they're not. I don't know if they're going to be ready for that, you know, bruising of Marc Gasol and what he can do both inside and out as the dictator of that Memphis team. And Mike Conley, if he can just find his legs before this game, or just if he finds his legs in this game, that is a All-Star caliber player for sure. He, he remember he was one of the most underrated point guards for so long. Got this injury, and now he's coming back. And again, I think people are starting to sleep on him a little bit. So. I want to see what Mike Conley can do against the Sacramento Kings, and I think if he and Gasol could start going off, which they're fully capable of doing, this is a very veteran-savvy team. Kyle, we, we make fun of Kyle Anderson for being slow-mo, but that's a, that's a player that was in the playoffs and winning championships at a young age with the San Antonio Spurs. This team has a bunch of old players that know how to play, and this Kings team is full of young players that are still learning what to do. And it's going to be like what what takes out which, and I'm going to go with Memphis. So this is that's why this is going to be our game of the week. And uh, Josh, you know this. You've been on the show before, but now that you're back, I'm going to remind you, just in case you might have forgot. At the end, I'm, I'm, we're going to do it the month this year because ten games was so hard to keep track of. At the end of the month, whoever has guessed the wrong amount of games, so like whoever has you know won the most games of the week, right? Uh, the other or whoever lost the most games of the week, the other person has to do a challenge. I think uh, you know you and I will, will will converse at the end of this show or throughout the week or whatever to figure out or throughout the night whatever to figure out you know what what our three votes should be. But I think we should name three things and have people vote on it for the next few days and just see you know if at the end of the month this person gets this amount of losses, you know that's that's what this person should do. And I think the first thing should be. Josh has to do karaoke on stage in front of people. I think that's I think that should be the one. And we have to get it on video right, well, and it's going to be on YouTube. That's that's my that's my first option for people. I think that'll be hilarious. Okay, my first option is going to be Vince's stand-up comedy on stage in front of people. But I'm not funny. That's the thing. Like, I I think I'm funnier than what I oh, really no, am. I know that. <laughs> that's, that's why it would be fun for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that'll be an option. That'll be an option. We'll come up with a third for everybody else to vote, and then the fourth one will be you guys tell us what you think, and then, uh, you know, you and I will talk about it. We'll, we'll tally up those votes. We'll Twitter will, Twitter will for us, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can come up with. So right now we have karaoke, uh, on stage, on video, and then we have stand-up comedy, which, you know, Josh, you're good at. 
and uh, yeah, that would suck if I had to do that. <laughs> Let's no, move. that's this fun. Just get more right than me, and you'll be all right. I should be good. But I should be good. I'm pretty good at this. I don't think. I don't think we're gonna agree on this next pick. Ooh. Let's talk about the next game. Let's talk about this next game. The next game is against a team that I am. Uh, it's like it's like liking a bad movie. I don't know what what the right phrase is for it, and, and I know that there is a phrase for it. And I just can't remember what it is. But this is a team that's so bad that it's good. Like I, I love this team. I'm always a fan rooting for this team, and that's the Washington Wizards. Washington currently right now, are at ninth in pace. Since I'm I'm currently on that p- picture, they are ninth in pace. They are 16th in offensive efficiency and 14th in defensive efficiency. This Washington Wizards team is one of those teams that you know is going to continue to look to push the ball. They have the elite players on the wing when you look at John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Otto Porter. Those guys are studs. Then down low, if he's playing right now, he's dealing with a back injury. We don't know when he's expected to return. I will say that there is a chance he is not in Sacramento due to the fact that Dwight Howard... The, the new wizard has yet to make his season debut because he has a back and buttocks problem right now to where he, you know he's, he's not ready to be on the floor yet. Uh, he's not traveling with the team right now. Uh, there's a good chance that he, he, he's out for the entire road trip until they come back, but yet there are reports saying that he could rejoin the team later. Maybe it's in Sacramento, but for right now we're going to leave his, his status up as questionable and to just check back closer to tip off on the 26th. But they are a team that I really, really like. I'm, 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 I love, I love this team, even for how bad they are. Josh, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Um, I'm not high on this team. I, <laughs> the Wizards, just seem like the ultimate fall apart. Somebody gets traded by the trade deadline team. Um, and normally, <laughs> that's been a Dwight Howard team the past couple of years. But I saw that even before Dwight joined. Just the all the different drama they had between John Wall, Bradley Beal, Gortat last year, even though March and Gortat's not on the team anymore. Just that kind of animosity in a locker room is never going to lead to anything good. I, I, except maybe in Minnesota. I still don't know what's going on there. But <laughs> this Wizards team... I just don't see it happening for them. Granted, they're way better than than us right now. <laughs> I, but I don't know. I, Why I, are you so hot? I am one of those people that believe this team, when they're clicking, and they're clicking on all cylinders, one through five, they are a team that's hard to beat. They are gritty. The problem I have with this team, and and probably another reason why I like this team, is they have so much confidence that it's like, like too much confidence. Like they 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 always have an excuse every single year about why things went wrong. I feel like you know Bradley Beal and John Wall don't like each other. That's a big one. Uh, what was the other? I mean, they just didn't have depth. Uh, they they needed a new coach. Was the one previous to that. You know injuries. Now I think this is I think and and uh, I don't remember who said it on NBA TV, but I completely agree. I think this is a year where this Wizards team knows this could be the final year. 
of them really giving this a go. Like, if this doesn't work out this year to where they're at least not Game 7 for the e- for the Eastern Conference Finals, there's a chance we might not see John Wall and Bradley Beal in that backcourt anymore in Washington. And I think that they know that. And I think that they're I think that they're ready to finally take that step. No more excuses. And I think I think everyone else is ready to see their excuses go away. And when you're going up against the Sacramento Kings team and you're gonna be playing a pace game, who who is I mean, I arguably I th- I I mean this is debatable for anybody. Away from Kyrie Irving probably on the fast break with the ball in his hands, I think John Wall is the best at speeding up the tempo. If you want to play an up and down game, John Wall's ready to play and he's ready to show up. And I think that's gonna that's gonna hurt the Kings in a big way. I think if the Kings are gonna continue to give up a lot of open three pointers, so they can start leaking out, you're not gonna want to do that against a guy in Bradley Beal. You're not gonna want to do that in a guy in Otto Porter, who most forget was leading the league in three point percentage for a large part of last season. This team can score. This team can defend. Uh, even if Dwight Howard doesn't play. Jan Mahini, if he can avoid foul trouble, he's a force down low, especially on the offensive glass and cleaning up, uh, cleaning up, uh, cleaning up both ends of the floor on on the, on the glass. What was that? You mentioned John Wall in the open floor, and I'm having a hard time wondering who's going to stop him. That's as as soon as he gets the ball, he's going to be up the court and. At the basket, I mean, the Kings have been a turnstile on defense. That's he's going to get a lot of points at the basket. He's one of those relentless attackers, and like you said, they have three-point shooting up and down the rotation. They'll be able to get those shots off. The Kings have been allowing three-pointers like crazy. If Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre can knock those down. Kings are going to be in for a long night. Yeah, that that's 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 where I'm I'm having my hard time figuring out what they're going to do because you know what I will we've talked about it the basically at the entire top of the show the Kings offense and the way they're running things it's making their players look good that's why they're tied for sixth right now in offensive efficiency the Sacramento Kings are tied for sixth in the NBA with the Indiana Pacers in offensive efficiency. However defensively they're just above Dallas ranked 29th in the league in defensive efficiency if you're going to be giving up this many points to a team like the Washington Wizards you're going to be taking an L and that 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 that's why I, I'm I'm pretty high on 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 this Wizards team yes they they make their mistakes yes they're gonna have their their games where you're just scratching your head and wondering what the heck are they doing but when they're clicking they're a top Three, I'm top three team in the East. I think they're a top five team in both conferences. Like honestly, I, I, I'm really high on that team, but only when they're clicking, not at all times. Like I don't rank them there right now. If I'm like, hey, this is where I'm going to rank them. I'm just saying when they're clicking, then they're working. That's where they are. Uh, Josh, what's your matchup of the game? It's got to be the two point guards, speed yeah. versus speed. John Wall versus his heir, De'Aaron Fox. I mean. You said it earlier, them and maybe Russell Westbrook, they're the two fastest people on the court at all times. That's my favorite matchup to watch. I love seeing De'Aaron Fox turn on his little turbo boosters, and John Wall has been doing it for years. They're going to have a nice battle. 
Yeah, that that's my matchup as well. That's gonna be that's gonna be the matchup where you're like, okay, this 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 just got this just got a little interesting. Uh, so just so you know, between the two point guards right now, they're not accumulating uh, today's game with Fox's stats yet. But you know, let's let's take away you know Sunday's game against the Thunder. Looking at these two two guys' numbers right now, they're both averaging 50% from the field. Wall's taking 16 shots. Fox is taking 14 shots per game. So they're both shooting 50%. That's great. Uh, you have both of them shooting 78. Fox is winning 78.6 to a 78.3% in John Wall. 25.5 points for John Wall, 19.5 for De'Aaron Fox. Fox is getting him in rebounds in 5.5 to Wall's 3.5. The assists, they're literally separated by one. Fox has 6.5. Wall has 7.5. The difference here is going to come in defense. And this is why another reason why I think the Wizards are going to get them. Because they're even though they're not the greatest defensive team, they're still a top 15 defense. And so, I, you know, two and a half steals and two blocks from John Wall to one and a half steals from, from uh, De'Aaron Fox. No blocks from him at all. They're both averaging three and a half steal, uh, turnovers per game. They're basically the same exact player. One a little bit more polished, one a little bit more evolved. But that is the player that you have in De'Aaron Fox. That's why I'm so high on De'Aaron Fox. I'm a huge fan of John Wall, and I've been high on this guy, De'Aaron Fox, for a long time. And Josh, you know that. You and I talked about him before he was even in Sacramento about how high I was on him. Anyways, that definitely is the matchup. I think De'Aaron Fox versus John Wall is going to be one of the funnest matchups you are going to see Anytime these two go up against each other, it's speed versus speed, point guard vision versus point guard vision, you know, getting in between the passing lanes. It's going to be a fast game. It's going to be an exciting game. And I think the Washington Wizards pull it out. So that's my pick. I got the Wizards winning this game. And I'm even going to put a score on it, Josh. I'm going to say 106 to 100. That's going to be the score. Of this take that back, one twenty six to one twenty, because I know there's going to be a lot of points. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of points in this game. <laughs> so we'll even do that, one twenty six to one twenty. Who do you well, who do you have one in this one? I wanted to say the Kings when we first started talking about this, just because. <laughs> just because I feel like the Wizards by the end of the season will have fallen apart. But you're right. Right now, they're just more polished. They're what happened? They're Did I sell you? Did I sell you? Dude, what happened to J- Vance? I don't know if we're gonna have the same on this one. Let's get to it. You made it seem like you're choosing the Kings. You can't go away now. You can't go away and listen, be scared now. You told me on October 26th of game. Uh, not <laughs> ask me again next time we play them when we play them in Washington. Might be a different story. But for right now, I'm going to pick the Washington Wizards. What a chicken. What a chicken. Are you serious? No, you cannot give these fans a, hey, you know what, Vince? Going into this next game, we might not have the same thing and then end up being the same thing. Okay. Well, hey, I didn't know. Maybe I thought you were going to say they would lose. I do say they're going to lose. I do think the Kings are going to lose this game. Oh, I'm talking about Wizards. I know, I know. I'm, I can't. I'm still blown away with what you've done to these fans. It's disrespectful. Anyways. Hey, the, fan, the fans want to see you do stand-up comedy. So now we've got to win the Memphis game, and then i got to just keep pace with you until the end of the month. I'm copying everything you say for the rest of the month. 
That might not always be a good thing. I got a lot of people telling me, like, I'm not good at this stuff. So you never know. You might need to just find your own voice here, Josh. Like, when you say you're going to pick a game, you should just pick it and start singing a song. I know you got vocals there. All right? Anyways, it's time to start signing off. We are running short on time here. I want to thank everyone for listening to this show. Now, before I sign off and before, you know, Josh and I let you know where you can find us online and what we're doing, uh, or what at least he's doing, I'm going to start off with what I've been doing and, and what you guys can expect moving forward. Um, so I'm, I'm going to continue doing this show. I'm going to add two more shows each week. So that's right, three shows a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The King's Court will be Monday. We'll have uh, – I'm still working out. I believe the NBA show is going to be on Wednesday, and that is actually going to be sponsored by FanDuel.com, which is – our, the fantasy show is going to be sponsored by FanDuel.com, which I think is actually going to be Wednesday. And then Friday is going to be the NBA show. Uh, we're working with Dash Radio to have those shows on here, which would be really amazing. I'm hoping to get that Friday NBA show live. Um, I have a lot of, you know, I can have a lot of guests that I'm going to have start coming in that cover the NBA, that cover certain teams. Uh, it's just going to be able to, you know, open open us up. To, to a wider audience and with that being said YouTube is going to be a huge part of that being that we can post you know audios and video clips and interviews all through YouTube we have 160 subscribers that you know used to be up to 300 we just we don't utilize you guys and if you're listening to us and you're a YouTube subscriber thank you if you're not youtube.com slash Nation, please go over there and subscribe um Again, man, we're going to have three shows a week. Uh, we're looking for writer contributors. If you're interested, uh, SAC, uh, SKN articles at gmail.com to become a writer at Sat Kings Nation. We're going to start developing even more this this season and all next season. We're putting the old band back together. We're also trying to bring in new pieces. Uh, Dash Radio is giving us the platform to talk, so I'm super excited about that. Josh, I'm super excited about having you back on, and Joe's coming back in here. He's going to be doing shows with us. I still have our guests lined up, you know, from you know the Ham, James Ham, our CSN Kings Insider, uh, we or NBC Sports Kings Insider. I always mess that up. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, Jason Ross, all these guys. I can get them on the show. I'm gonna have them to talk. I'm gonna hope to get some players on. It's gonna be a fun season. It's gonna be a big season. We're gonna need your guys' help to grow. So be sure to subscribe, leave a rating, subscribe to our YouTube show. And again, if you're looking for merch, and I talked about this at the top of the show, if you're looking for merch. Be sure to go to SatKingsNation.com, click on that merch, and we have sweaters and t-shirts still on sale right now. Get it while it's hot. You know, the freezing cold season's coming here soon. It makes for a great Christmas present. Uh, yeah, so look out for all that stuff. And Josh, before we sign off here, what would you like to tell the fans about what you're doing? What comedy shows do you have coming up? What are you working on? What can they start expecting from you on Twitter when it comes to talking about the Kings? Well... You're going to see a bunch of stuff about the Kings. Uh, I like to live tweet the games that I'm watching. You can find me on Twitter or any social media, at Mean. I also have my comedy dates on there as well. But I do want to plug this Thursday show, the 25th, with Malcolm Hatchett at Last Unlimited. That's going to be a fun one. I'm really looking forward to it. Josh, what's your Twitter handle so people can come and find you? It's at Means. I just said it a minute ago. Vince wasn't paying that close of attention, but it's all right. Uh, I just it means for every social media. Follow me. Let me know you're a fan. Let's talk some Kings basketball. I was paying attention. 
I, I thought it came in muffled, so I wanted to come and get it again just in case somebody else didn't hear. I was trying to be a friend. I was trying to help you get more followers. I was trying to help you build up you know, what you're doing. I'm trying to get more people to your show since only three people show up and one of them is your mom. All right. All right. You know what, Ben? You know what? I'm going to switch my pick. Kings are beating the Wizards. Bam. Breaking news at the end of the show. I hope you've listened to that. Follow him at Jay Means. He's picking the Wizards and the Memphis, or he's picking the Kings to beat the Wizards and the Grizzlies this week. That is going to be an intense thing to watch because if he wins, if he gets both of those right, I might have to be doing stand up at the end of this month. So you never know. Keep it close. Look up for the votes. We're going to put that up there. You guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at VM Center. Again, subscribe to the show. Leave a rating. Shout out to uh, Dash Radio for having us on the Nothing But Net Station. Uh, follow us on Facebook. And until next time, Sacramento Kings fans, bye-bye.